did you specifically know that you wanted to do market research when you were in college or was it just you're exposed to it through the internship and hey this this seems like something yeah, no, I, I, I don't think it's something uh, you plan to. I mean, I started out in engineering in college uh, at University of Connecticut and uh, but, you know, wasn't sure I wanted that. I didn't want I realized I didn't want that either. So uh, yeah. I looked at finance for a bit and then marketing. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I party too much at the time, <laughs> uh, but that's how I ended up uh, eventually in, in through that in internship, which was uh, you know, nine months, I think, uh, long, okay. actually. Okay, cool. Now, did you go straight from uh, TNS to becoming an entrepreneur? Or was there some link in between? And tell us a little bit about launching your own stuff. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah, I had, I had worked, um, managed the Starwood account there uh, for, you know, their, their, their customer sat program which at the time was a huge program i mean back when people actually spent a lot of <laughs> a lot of money and effort on 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 that sort of thing obviously it's it's come down a lot in in, in latter days um and also ended up doing more and more of their ad hoc research as well mm -hmm. um but you know I, I i figured i could do this myself um so um and I was getting a part-time MBA um, as well at, at the time. And as shortly after that was finished, I decided to leave um, and start my own company. Anderson Analytics was the first company. And I had gotten into, um, well, I started by getting into data mining um, in Chade and CART and, and analyzing uh, CRM data and such uh, as a first step. And then found uh, natural language processing or text analytics uh, consequently and uh, worked very closely with S IBM SPSS or just SPSS at the time. Right. Um, so, I mean, we even taught some, some classes um, for, uh, and, and um, did some webinars together and presented at conferences and worked on, on uh, their, not just SPSS, but their, uh, what was it called? Uh, Clementine at the time now yeah, it's, got, yeah. it's got some other name now yeah. <laughs> but um, but it was through that process and running Anderson Analytics and you know again that was technically probably the software we started with mm -hmm. but then we started looking at every other text analytics and social media monitoring software on the market um, and kind of determined they all sucked um, and so started building, we had some developers, you know, on staff, very talented and started building our own tools to bridge that gap from what we needed to what was on the market. And, and then, um, you know, well, other people could use this too. And, and that's how, um, Odin text, uh, came up, came about. Um, and since then have progressed from just text analytics to, you know, it's an overused term, but really, you know, AI and machine learning and, right. and combining, mixing the structured and unstructured data, because that's what you need to do to do anything truly interesting, right? Uh, there's always both, uh, any interesting data has both components and you need, need to be able to, to look at them both in, in conjunction. Um, so that's what both Odin answers or text analytics, quote unquote product, uh, can can handle both kinds of data, and our new uh, 
new data, uh, our new software, StoryHub.ai, which is is uh, even more hands-off slash AI oriented, if you will. Okay, super cool. Um, well, you've accumulated so much experience over that time. And I, it's great because I think you probably had your hands on more data than probably anybody that I know, right? Um, and just sort of learning as, as you go, um, which is really cool. But as busy as you were sort of running a company and uh, helping to shape a new discipline, um, you also had kind of this early interest in social media, which is I think where NGMR came about. Um, so doing this on the side, and then all of a sudden you became probably the most recognizable person in, in market research for a few years there. So tell us about next-gen market research. Yeah, I mean, it was the early days of social media, right? Um, I was on you know, Facebook early. Um, you had to have a .edu email address, if you recall, right? So I had, had the uh, Yukon uh, uh, email. And I was also working, yeah, and and I was working with with like MTV at the time, so we were very interested in in college students and, and youth. Um, and I tried Twitter, and I was thought this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen, and blogs are stupid too. And but then I, I circled back to them, you know, because it must it, there must be something to it because it's you know on the news every day and and whatnot. Um, and so started looking at, we actually built, and this was in the days of Anderson Analytics still, and we started building a couple of apps for Facebook was actually the first thing uh, with social okay. media that, that, that I did. And, and fascinating, the kind of data you could click back then, now they've get put up all kinds of rules against, you know, sucking up all that data and analyzing it. But at yeah. the time, it was kind of a free for all. So uh, looking at that data was was very interesting, like connections and and, and whatnot. But um, but I the reason I started blogging and and Twitter, I mean, we, I was into into absolutely, of course, natural language processing already. And these right. these media provided data. Uh, I'm not saying it's the best data now. I know it's it's not, but um, but it it can be analyzed, of course. Um, and yeah. so. I figured to truly understand any data or better, it's good to have a hand in it and, and understand how, how, how it's created, if you will. So that was my initial reason for both starting a blog and uh, starting uh, to tweet again and, and, and also starting the LinkedIn group technically, which, yeah. which grew. And, and, and also because it was so new, um, social media at the time, it was really, a I mean, it was, in the old days, you know, SMR, MRA, CASRO, and so forth. Every, not that everybody paid attention to them. It's a, it's a smaller group, but you know, you start realizing within market research that that cares about that stuff. But, but you could easily have a much bigger voice through social media than than through those being a member yeah. and speaking at any of those conferences. In fact, yeah. um, so. That's what happened. I think there's 40,000 or so members um, in NGMR now. Um, it was even better then, though, because um, people had, I mean, the moderators had much more control of, of discussions. So you could control which discussions went to the top. So say, 
discussions right. on segmentation or 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 chat or whatever that are more complex but very interesting that maybe people are interested in learning about those you could you know push to the top even if there right. wasn't a lot of engagement around them whereas the most now the way they've they've done it is the most stupid question like i once asked you know what color is market research just as a simple test and of course that everybody oh it's green because it's blue i mean it's completely stupid it's, it has no color but everybody feels like they can answer that question and they do and so that those kind of questions rise to the top which obviously degrades the quality but um but yeah it, it was you know so i think it's it it a lot of people still use the group of course um and and the reason i founded the group also was that I felt that market research has had been left behind already back then um, from from analytics, right? And just you you can't. Yeah. I mean, survey data is interesting, but it's by no means the 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 you know everything about research. I mean, you have to move beyond that. And still to this day, market researchers have not. You know, we've I've moved beyond that. And in fact, you know, market research continue. We have some some good clients that are market researchers still, but our most interesting clients are those who have bigger data, more interesting data, or right. data that can be combined and analyzed. And so, you know, and it's a lot of the same techniques: factor analysis, cluster analysis, et cetera. That 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 really, when you automate those and combine those, that's really what AI is, right? Yeah. Um, and machine learning, and people don't even know that. And 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 you can you can, you, but you have to. Ha you can't do it with ad hoc surveys to 250 people. I mean, it doesn't make sense, uh, really, to uh, to invest time and effort of that magnitude of, of building or or even doing analysis on data that's that small. Yeah. Um, but but I mean, there's nothing wrong again with with that. There's uh, but why try to hit that? whatever hammer on every nail or whatever as the saying goes, you know, yeah. uh, you should, you should expand. Um, Cause if you have those, those marketing research skills, they can be applied to, to more places than you think. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you're talking about um, associations. I think about the early days of NGMR, the, the thing that just blew me away about it is it became, it felt like it became sort of like the daily public square for market research. Uh, when the conversations were always sort of owned and governed by the associations, and maybe not very well, right? Um, and so anybody could engage on any given day with, you know, 10 or 20,000 researchers, and the discussions were lively, and it was, it, and it was, uh, yeah, it was something where you could connect to anybody that you wanted to, and you didn't have to join an association, right? You just had to join a group on LinkedIn, which was really cool. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, and I didn't put together first the connection between the work that you're doing professionally, uh, exploring text analytics and AI, et cetera, the big data, and what you're doing within NGMR, but it now it totally makes sense now. Curious to know whether there were some sort of direct connections where you're able to sort of leverage the data that you're, were, um, capturing an MGMR to help out uh, maybe modeling or whatever you were doing uh, with your company? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, certainly with, with like Facebook data uh, was able to leverage some of that, um, you know, through, through, through 
with that stuff, you, you know, you have to do scraping, of course, and, and different companies put up different security anti-scraping thing. It's not illegal, absolutely not. In fact, there's been court cases since, but those were the gray area days. Um, but um, so, you know, to some degree, not to a large degree, uh, we had clients that, that, that we uh, both scrape data. Ideally, you get a, you get a feed um, and, 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 and get connection to the database rather than have to, but, but nowadays, you know, it, it is, you can very cost effectively scrape large amounts of data. I mean, Amazon can be, can be scraped, you know, um, but, but certain sites that I've been dying to, or have been dying to, to, to look at, um, you know, have very strict anti-scraping, like for instance, uh, what is it? I uh, can't remember the name now, but that site that everybody uh, talks about, you know, when they, how happy they are at work and, uh, and interviewing at places, Glassdoor. Glassdoor. Um, that's very hard to, to scrape. But, but, you know, so, so we, we, we looked at absolutely um, that kind of data, but, but my reason for being on there wasn't for the data itself usually it was just more for the process i i feel you know and and because if you understand more about a data then you understand once you start building models and and looking for you know even if it's social media and you're looking for influence or whatever it is you're going to be so much better off if you if you understand how it actually works so sometimes i would run a test like like with that color you know uh right. example i just gave and i still do that today sometimes um and nobody knows what i'm doing per se but but you know you learn and you get smarter and you can use some of it um in 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 actual software and so forth yeah sure sure makes sense so so given the the journey that you've traversed um and here we are in 2022 um and you've made a move into to ai clearly um as you think about know what the future of research looks like um what what's most important to you or what's what do you think is is going to be sort of the trends of the future well i mean i'm a little less in touch with market research than i used to be because mm -hmm. the majority of our clients now are 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 probably outside of traditional market research though we still have have market research clients but you know, I prefer to think of what I do as analytics rather than than market research specifically, and the data is is so diverse. Um, so, but I think the same. And correct me if you think I'm wrong, but some of the same issues that we were talking about 10, 10 20 years ago in market research are still very much the case in terms of data quality. Data quality I mean, that's the first thing, top of mind. And, and yeah. once you look into it which we did uh, quite a bit, um, you know, it's worse. That sausage is way worse than people think, you know, the, the especially if you buy sample, right? Uh, I don't care what they say they've done to, to machine ID or whatever. It's, it's heavy percentage crap. And, and it's, it's heavier percentage crap, the more specific you get. Like, so if you think you're talking to doctors or whatever, now, come on, what, what doctor in their right mind would take a survey for fifth for whatever a hundred bucks even right i don't know my doctors get paid more than that then you know just fuck around with that um so you know i think uh, the, the the key to it is i mean market research are 
researchers, client side anyway, they're working at companies. And if all they're doing is focus groups and surveys, they're not doing themselves or the industry a favor, you know, and there are other departments who are, are fighting for and winning. And, and I said this, you know, back then, 20 years when I started uh, NGMR, and you see, you, see, you see it even with customer experience, customer satisfaction, right? Um, depending on what company we're talking to, it's sales who owns it, it's customer um, support, customer service that owns it, it's legal sometimes, and PR, yeah. you know, um, and, and, and sometimes it's market research. Um, and, and there's no reason why that shouldn't be owned by market research. Certainly has have the skills for it, right? Sure. Um, and, and, and combining that data with other data, um, sales data is not CRM data. Right. Um, so, I mean, we work with, 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 with all those departments, uh, right. Not just on customer, um, sat satisfaction, right. But, but feeding in multiple databases. So sure. that's where absolutely client side market research should be heading. Um, and then suppliers you know they, they follow right um so if, if if somebody wants to keep buying that that messed up sausage it'll keep being sold uh but but that's not things are gonna are, have already started replacing that um but what i've always admired about traditional research is you know methodology right um right and and you know that's why i've you know we have a lot of phds working for us because the one thing that they come with is a is a good understanding of methodology. Um, you know, in, in Europe, I went to school in Europe for a while. There, even master students have to write a thesis, like an MBA. I have an MBA from the U.S. and a master's degree in Sweden. In the U.S., there was no thesis. There was no methodology class, right? Because right. e even though it's a two-year degree here, um, but in 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 Europe, it is. You do still write a thesis, and you do still have to take a methodology class before that. And so you understand research and you understand ethics and you understand what not to do. Um, and so, I mean, that's one thing that I've seen actually on the decline in traditional market research here, where like people who know nothing about methodology are starting companies, uh, market research companies, and, you know, just, just getting people off the net to take surveys or whatever. And, and, and that's why the sausage is, I wouldn't think it was get, it's getting better. It's probably getting worse, right? Right, right. Very interesting, interesting uh, perspective. Um, so I know that a lot of what you've learned, you've learned by doing, right? But uh, I know you have really broad perspectives on a lot of topics um, and uh, are active of media consumption right so and this is a podcast right so what what uh podcasts or uh you know, blogs like you mentioned earlier or any other kind of media do you, do you turn to for maybe inspiration or information or well i mean uh, so you know i used to i used to read you know more market research blogs and i had my own own blog which was quite popular for a number of years but um, now, you know, on the one hand, uh, my attention has shifted more towards, and for a while in the middle, it was text analytics, but now it's more towards, you know, AI and, and so forth. But, but I really think that that inspiration can come from anywhere and you really don't know where it can, 
where it can come from, right? So it's it's about sure. being curious and so forth. And and also from from and that's why you know in the past I think we've we've hired from different disciplines. Um, I mean, psychology is is one, right? Um, but that's not too. I mean, there's a lot of people from psychology in uh, market research too, of course. But you know, if if you if you hire somebody who's good in psychology and maybe who has worked outside of market research first, um, they're going to have very interesting ideas and approaches that are different than ours. Um, it takes a while to even. I mean, engineers the same way. They know all three of us. You know. Uh, in, in all, all those three di disciplines, we'll know statistics, for instance, but we'll have used it in different ways. We'll use different terminology for it. Right. Um, and it takes a long time to sort of get on the same page sometimes. But you also, if you keep your ears open, you'll learn different interesting ways they've used it in their disciplines. Um, and, and, and if you combine those things, you can you can truly you know, solve problems and make, make for far more interesting ways to do analysis and and that goes beyond the three examples i just gave there so sure. you know just i uh, keep an open mind and, and and try to read different things and, and to your point if if there's a certain topic that that we're researched so for a while for instance um i was looking very working on, on some political things and so i was very interested in uh, politics online and so forth. And again, sort of then the best where one thing you should do is get involved in political discussions online and so forth to, sure. to really understand how it works and what are the sources and, and how people discuss it and so forth. So that, and then that becomes an, an area of inspiration. So, but it's hard for me to list right now anyway, sp yeah. very specific sources. Sure, sure, cool. All right. Well, you know, this is about rock and roll, Tom. Uh, and so I have to ask this. This is the most important question. That I, I don't know how much we've ever talked about music other than uh, I could say you you sing a, a mean Buffalo soldier uh, <laughs> at karaoke. So that that much I know. <laughs> but uh, Tom, let's say let's say you're stranded on a desert island, right? You got three records at your disposal to keep you company for the rest of your days. What are they? Um, well, uh, I'm very uh, eclectic, uh, I would say, when it comes to music. Um, but you know, setting and set is important. So, okay. if I was on a uh, desert island, you know, it, it, you know, like I like Dead Mouse, for instance, right? But yeah. Yeah. that would not be. Uh, be uh what i would want to listen to the rest okay. of my life on an island uh you know that's fun for doing analysis or or what or driving fast on on the road um so i think you know and i'm an, i'm i have a hard time like giving a specific album i'd prefer to have a mix <laughs> um but i think the genres i would go for would be you know bluegrass slash folk would be one um maybe a representative artist oh yeah uh, uh, there um you know i mean not the only one but you know um a female artist i like there is iris dement okay uh, i think her name is uh but she i wouldn't want to just listen to her <laughs> sure. but uh but uh, i mean there's so there's so many there that i like uh i think reggae ska would have to be also yeah. combining two genres there would have to be one on, on an island 
And yeah. so if I had to pick, if Bob I had Bob to Bob. pick one, it would be, you know, Bob, but Jimmy yeah. Cliff and some Tosh would, you know, would have yeah. probably more less so than the dance hall or reggae. Um, and then uh, third category. Uh, um, Besides Slayer, I, that was a <laughs> I think Soul, That's Soul would might be one. Um, okay. Okay. Cool. And, uh, you know, some weird genres. I mean, I think uh, Thai, uh, psychedelic Thai is one that I recently discovered. Oh, uh, and it's, it's quite uh, trippy. And even though I don't understand the, the, the language, um, it's kind of cool. Um, so uh, if you, you can check it out on, on uh, Spotify, maybe. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, you, you have to send me a couple links. Sounds good. Questions. I'm up yep. Cool. cool. Awesome. Uh, Tom, it's, it's great to catch up. Um, I'm totally bummed about the pandemic because I feel like I would have seen you several times uh, over the last couple of years had it not been so. Um, but uh, yeah, let's uh, let's definitely get together soon. I, I miss seeing you at conferences all the time. Um, so next time I'm in uh, your neck of the woods, I'll, I'll be knocking on your door. So thanks so much, Tom. Great to catch up as always. Thank you, Matt. Thank you.